1: Ish. It's been a few weeks, y'all. The After Lodge podcast. Ish. This is After Lodge Harlan, uh, recording from the same place I've been recording from since the world ended back in March. Uh, we've been absent spider but not den. gone. Uh, yeah, the Spider Den. I'm sure we'll get into that. Uh, really? our, our, our neighborhood heckler here is uh, worshipless producer Bruce. Also still alive and not coveted.
2: What's up, everybody?
1: Sir John. What are you doing, the kids? <laughs> and Scotty from the block.
0: Hey, everybody.
1: And, well, well that's it. Um, that's enough. I don't, I don't know what happened to Big Jeff. And Tony, uh, Tony isn't on because we wouldn't let him do commercials about his whole wounded woodworking <laughs> project. <laughs>
0: I told my wife the name of his uh, Wounded Wood, and she just could not
2: stop laughing.
1: It's quite funny. Oh, and we got YouTubers chiming in.
2: Nice. I gotta say, I think uh, Tony's got a different hobby today. You know, he uploaded a video uh, on Facebook a few hours ago, and it looked very similar to the food trucks at our fair. It was a video of food trucks in front of a building that also looked familiar. But it was weird that he would be on-site promoting an event that looks, just from that shot, very similar to our fairs. Not our fairs. We didn't do our fairs this year. COVID canceled our fairs. Looks like Tony's doing a fair. What's Tony doing, Arlen?
1: <laughs> well, um, so you know how we, we booked that uh, really expensive uh, tribute uh-huh. band that was yeah. coming to play the headline? Yeah, Yeah. Well, the problem with those kind of groups is they require – some are all of the money up front when you book them, like, 12 months in advance. Um, you don't get it back just because the world ends in a pandemic. So uh, they still owe us a show, so I guess Tony uh, went and took him up on it. Hmm. <laughs> Think of it as our contribution to our town. Not going to lie, I'm half surprised Tony-
2: you're not there with him. Straight even into even though it's not your town.
1: No, no, I, uh, I, 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 said I was done with with that that whole project, and uh, I, I don't know how Tony got roped into any of it, but that's I'm not going to ask questions that I don't want answers to. So,
2: uh, yeah, I'm leaving this tiny bum town, and I'm never coming back. And then so, the master said, "Yet, yeah, yet, yeah, yeah, you are." So Tony
1: runs all, <laughs> and all boss hog. With with our fare, and now <laughs> I guess that money's going in his pocket. So if you folks see him on the Facebook, be sure to give him a, a hard way to go about it. I guess I, I I don't actually don't do that. I'm I'm glad he's doing it because we don't have to. It, it wasn't even about the money the past few years. It was just like someone please make it stop. Oh, I'm still going to give him a hard way to go.
2: I'm kind of hoping he joins halfway through, you know, doing our our usual live correspondence from the fair.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, We we built this this event, and we did it originally as a means for survival because our lodge was, you know, having the lights turned off and such. Um, And then it grew and grew, and we got on better financial footing because of the fairs and also dues increases and collections and so on. That we just didn't need the money, but we couldn't stop doing the fair because it had become a thing. Like, it's a big city thing. And uh, we were kind of stuck because, you know, the Masons always got to do their civic duty. And the mayor would say, when are you coming back? And then there would be... we,
2: we, We had started the ball rolling, and it was our ball. So we had to take care of it.
1: But... Um, this would be a good practice and run you, for you. Should take good care of your balls. Yeah. This is a Especially good practice run rolling. for the city, so maybe, yeah. they will, uh, maybe they will be satisfied to take this cup from us. Um, come mm. next year's fair time,
0: yeah. We didn't even yeah, do I did our car, did that one
1: just time. for you, buddy. Uh, no we missed it. Swing and a miss. Hmm. <sighs>
0: A lot of people canceling stuff, man. We're even contemplating on canceling our uh, trunk or treat too. So, and we wouldn't give out like every year. What we do is we give out hot dogs, free soda, and we just have them do candy. And the previous years, we've had some people outside, and they go into the lodge and they go around the uh, the altar. And there's usually like a big inflatable pumpkin on there with music and lights and everything. But if we do anything, it's gonna be like a drive-through thing. And, well, I'll be wearing masks, so we'll keep with the holiday spirit there.
1: It's going to be October. Everybody's going to be sick anyway. You're, you're not going to be able to tell who's got the corona and who's just sniffling because of leaf dust and the flu.
2: True. Um, but it's Halloween. Everybody's going to start drinking and the masks are going to come off.
1: Yeah, it's, it sounds like a recipe for fraternal bonding. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then we can practice the virtues That's of more mainly distress mm.
0: so if I so if I call you uh half past the dead hour of midnight you'd still come get me though
1: yeah I mean I'd come get you you might second guess why you wanted to do that in the end but sure right unless, unless, you're, in unless you're in jail unless you're I can't come get you so, not that I ever have brothers calling me at the deep dark hour of midnight because they've been incarcerated, but if I did, I would tell them, "I can't, I can't get you out in the middle of the night. Like, so just leave me alone. There's nothing I can do for you until the morning. Like, the judge is not gonna sign your your bond lowering at at, at <laughs> two in the morning." Can not you call a judge?
2: I can. It's not gonna go nearly as well as you know. <laughs> What if I knew I wasn't going to make it yeah. through the night without a suicide and I needed you to bust me out, Harlan?
1: The jail? Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if it was down in our lodges, County, you could just dig out with a kitchen spoon. You <laughs> could probably just push on the wall. No, I mean, that that re- oh, that really happened, John. Like eight or nine years ago, a couple guys escaped because they dug through the concrete with kitchen spoons. Apparently, the contractors skimped out on the rebarb. So, well yeah, I read that. They didn't put the rebar yeah.
3: down into the dirt. They just, lo- like, left it to the yeah. surface and then
2: yeah, hope
1: for the best. So <laughs> you don't need me for that, Bruce. You can you just get out on your own. Fair
2: in enough. In fact,
1: in that county, if, if you're sharp enough and you play your cards right, you might just be able to walk out right, like, just grab a radio and pretend like you're someone important and wave down the guard at the gate who's reading Fifty Shades of Grey or whatever, and they'll just pop the gate open and walk out. Speaking of getting out of jail, super easy. Not that I encourage escape. That's a crime. I advise against it. What if it's like if if it's so easy
2: that it shouldn't even really be called escape? Like if I could pretty much just walk out of there, could they still get mad at me for escaping?
1: Oh yeah, effort.
2: Was, is it really an escape? It's more of a disembarking well, at that point. That's that's it's kind, kind of really, isn't that more on them for not jailing me properly?
1: <laughs> yeah. So that's the kind of question Bruce you posed to the jury. Who's made up of, you know, twelve of your peers supposedly, and then you can, then you can ask them. Isn't it more of just a they open the door like I, I thought I was supposed to walk out. Um,
0: kind of like a prison farm in the middle of nowhere,
2: it's like surrounded of by desert.
1: Jury duty. Gotta stroll off. Fortunately, Fortunately Bruce, producer okay. Bruce, thank you for your service.
2: Twelve. Uh, oh yeah. Members being comprised of my peers and not me. So I had jury duty starting today. Today was the selection, whatever. I don't know how they normally do it. Did they, what do they have a, like a numbered size pool that they draft from? Yes. For, is it, is it 36?
1: Uh, so you're in the federal system. I, I, I mentioned before, I've never done anything with a jury in federal court, uh, but there, it will be dependent on the type of case and the, the court rules. Um, so here, here in the local counties, they'll usually pull in 40-ish um, okay. and whittle that down to 12.
2: Well, so uh, so I was supposed to report at noon. They were doing staggered groups of, um, of jury candidates today. I don't, I don't know if candidate's the right word, whatever. Um, but I guess because of COVID, they were only allowing so many in at a time. And I was in the third group of three. <laughs> And uh, that group had 12 people, so I just kind of assumed it was 36 total. Um, and I was supposed to be there at noon. I get there, like, I don't know, maybe quarter till, and I go in and sit down. And the three groups that were going in were at 9, and noon. I get there at noon. The 10.30 group still hadn't gone in yet.
1: Yeah, so that's um, – so there, it sounds like they're doing it exactly like the county court is then. Um, and no, there's – so it, it, that doesn't mean it's 36. It just means that's all the judge scheduled for the day. So um, they, if they didn't get a jury settled when they were done with you, they're going to have another group of 12 come in tomorrow at 9 and then 1030, and they'll just keep doing Funny. that until they got a jury. They had a jury settled before they got to me. Oh, good.
2: They take you. the 1030 group back. We sit there. It's uh, like maybe quarter after 12 at this point when the 1030 group leaves, and we sit there for probably an hour and a half. And then the, what, the clerk lady comes back, and she's like, well, the pool's been filled. Y'all are dismissed. So that was the extent of my jury duty. I went and sat in a chair for two hours. Yeah. Did you get That's, paid to do it? Well, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, sort of. That's how jury duty
1: often works. I mean, you got to think.
2: There's a state court, but not good compared to a day of working.
0: Well, I, I used to work for a company that would actually pay my salary to go do jury duty if I were
1: selected. Well, Fortunately, the post office does that. Which they do. So we yeah. heard. Not that Bruce works there, um, but <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, uh,
2: according to um, the judge and the clerk, didn't even know this. The the uh, federal dairy is not federal enough to preclude me from the uh, federal yeah. employee clause. But she didn't know that. She was like, "Oh, I don't know." And then she had to no, go.
1: Ahead. You don't get out, man. I. I you remember me telling my story on the show about I tried to get out like you know being yeah. an attorney in that very that very court like you were hoisted like, by your own petard. Yeah there there were literal <laughs> days I would go in for jury duty. You know I was never on a jury, but neither are most people. You got to remember there's there's 120ish of you, only 12 of you are going to be on that jury and then if there's only 3 or 4 cases during your term of service, you know, you've got more than 50% odds of never being on one anyway. But I would go in for, for the selection process, knowing how this is going to go, and I would try and plead with the clerk to, like, fudge the lottery numbers to get me in the pool to start with so that I could, when they ask, is anybody here an attorney, I could leave. Um, but I tried to get out of jury duty. I told this story before. Uh, when I approached the judge, he gave me a uh, – uh, who's also a brother, so I think I got, like, the extra mentor treatment. About, you know, it's more important for me than anybody to show that jury duty is important and get my ass down there. And, and he did, too. Like, he used me as an example at the end when they were dismissing us on the first day. There was uh, me and uh, another guy who was a cop, I think. And he was like, these guys have to be here. Nobody's special. I was like, thanks. Um, but I would be in that courtroom, get dismissed. And then come back for a motion hour after lunch in the same courtroom to to do something for a client like, and that didn't seem like a conflict of interest at all. Uh, yeah, I think if it was any yeah. other attorney who wasn't you know a, a known lodge brother to the judge, he might have let them off. I really think he was just giving me the the fraternal you know noogies. So, although he claims he wouldn't have, there's a prominent doctor in the county who who's like the head of his practice and desperately needed and he had to do his jury duty judge wouldn't let him out could he, have, could he have
2: made you stay the judge even if like the whoever
1: no if the so the each of the each of the attorneys has a uh, a certain number of strikes they can ask for where they don't have to give a reason they're just like I don't want that juror
2: and the judge can't override that
1: Not unless there's some proof that it was motivated by the juror being part of a protected class. So if the judge notices that there's, you know, there's only five black guys in the pool and you spent five of your six strikes on each one of the black guys, he's going to ask some questions. Okay. But, but... (laughs) Like there's a group I want you to come join? I mean, like... (laughs) I'm not trying to split
2: hairs here, but isn't the point of that elimination process so the attorneys can get rid of the people they don't think are going to
1: vote their way? Like So uh, the official line is the point of that process is for the attorneys to be able to strike jurors that they do not feel will be impartial towards their client. Now in reality, yes, it's exactly what you're saying, but that's, that's not its purpose. That's just how it's used. If you think there's somebody that's going to unfairly discriminate against your side, You know, the thought is that you're in the best position to know that. So if, depending on the case, if you're the prosecuting attorney, you don't want a defense attorney sitting in the jury pool. And if you're the defense attorney, you don't want a prosecuting attorney sitting in the jury pool. And same thing with the cops. Like the defense attorney knocks out all the cops. The prosecutor usually knocks out all the lawyer, paralegal types and... They kind of go back and forth, working down the list of undesirables.
2: Well, I I felt bad for, like, some of the other people in the room. They said, the lady said that uh, this court handles cases for half the state.
1: Uh, It does. It does. There are two,
2: two, three hours away. Yep. And they just had to do the same thing I did. They drove and... That's why they
1: get paid fifteen something that. dollars instead of twelve.
2: Although to be fair, they get mileage too.
1: <laughs> oh, do they? I,
2: I do not. Oh. I live too close. I didn't know that. I, yeah. I don't know what they get, but apparently, if you live so far away, you get mileage also.
1: Yeah,
2: it's uh, it was kind of cool though. Very
1: generous of of our. Of our overlords too. I
2: had never been inside the federal courthouse, and it was like it was kind of a big deal. Every single employee there was wearing like the you know the black jacket and the badge, yeah. and
1: yeah, it's a little different than all
2: going into all traffic, all shiny and is that I? I mean, when yeah, I go, the it's the always black jackets
3: and the badges are contractors.
1: Yeah,
2: don't that they work mean, for the that was, every, that was everybody there. There was one dude opening yeah. the door. There was one dude doing the sign-in. There were two guys working the, the metal detector thing. There was one person directing past them. All of them are contractors.
1: Sounds about right. Um, but they're so all the court armed. Is, is
2: the court, oh, yeah. No, they they were that. Uh, the The building was pretty much otherwise empty. I did not see anybody there the whole time I was there except for other jurors.
1: Well and you, you wouldn't. Like so the thing with the with our federal court is that it's less busy. It's it's not like going to traffic court where everyone's there. There's only there's only one federal court. Like when you go to the court building because the one across the street or caddy cornered yeah. because you got a traffic ticket or you were peeing on someone's lawn or whatever, you know, there's there's thirty different courtrooms in that building. Like you're mixed in with the traffic of high frequency cases across 30 different judges. And when you go to the federal courthouse, that that's just one court and it only has one thing happening at any given time. So it also it's the COVID era. So like people just aren't showing up to things they don't need to physically be at, but well, there were, even there before were, a, couple then, there were a
2: couple other, like the social security office inside there was, was shut down because mm-hmm. So So there'd normally
1: be traffic for something like that. But even still, it's it's never crowded compared to unless there's, you know, unless there's a big media worthy case and then it's crowded outside with all the reporters and stuff. But no, compared to what you think a courthouse looks like, it's it's uh, they try to make it regal and distinguished and, you know, empty.
2: It was all of those things. Yes. Yeah, it's... Cathedral of
1: Law. Your federal tax dollars at work. (laughs) (laughs) Can't confirm. (laughs) I mean, it's weird that I... I've been in our federal court building, like, once, and that was because of something in law school. I just never go there. Like, when I'm doing something about a, a patent, I usually am down in Texas, so... I've just never had calls to go to our federal courthouse. Um, so you've probably, well, you've been in there as often as I have now. See, Well, there you go. And you've probably seen more of it than I have.
2: I'm a, I mean, I'm a, I'm a little bummed I didn't get on. I kind of wanted to do the case, but on on the other hand, like. I, well, I, but aren't I, sorry, are you done I now altogether? Customers no. on my milk route who will appreciate me not being on the yeah.
1: case right now. Uh, so yeah.
2: I'm dismissed from that one, but I'm on yeah. call f- for another couple of months, basically. Right.
0: Oh, okay. Uh,
2: and the lady said that basically they go through the whole roster of people before they call the people who have gone again.
1: So they may get to me. They oh. may not. Well, that's nice. That's what she said. Cause when I was down in the County jury, it was just a lottery. Like you had a number and the clerk just pulled numbers out of a hat and you had to call in the night before to see if your number was on the list. And you had to do that every night.
3: Oh, that's, you know, a little beyond irritating. For
1: three
2: months. Well, I had to call that number last night to make sure nothing changed as far as my instructions. Um, But she said, I'll I'll get a call or a letter a couple days before, at least.
1: Okay. So, I mean, it still sounds like I suspected that the federal system's a little more... Courteous, I guess, to the jurors.
2: Nah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I so, mean, I don't. I don't know. That could have been lip service. I might get the next letter tomorrow.
1: Oh. You, you. Well, I mean, yeah. If they get through the thing tomorrow, if there's like five more cases that are pending a jury trial. Yep. And they were, like
2: I said, they had had a three month backlog where they had shut down entirely. So I'm sure. Anyway, I'll uh, I'll update when that changes, but now that I know the whole process for doing it, it's not near as bad. I'd like to do a small case just to do it.
1: Yeah. Add to your Masonic repertoire about being a good and peaceable citizen. Right. Being one of the elders to uh, judge your countrymen. Practice some of those cardinal virtues <laughs> that we possess so little of in this here After Lodge crew. <laughs> <laughs> Temperance being the least among them. I'm so drinking
0: I'm gonna, ginger ale right now, buddy. I tell you.
1: Well, wait, you come to this show drinking? That's a first. It better be Canada Dry ten, Scott.
0: It's it's Canada Dry, but it's but it's the it's it's the Canada Dry one forty. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <I'm good laughs> contract for that? <laughs> How is that Canada Dry ten,
0: Scott? Um. Petite yet flaccid.
1: There, there you go. It's okay, Harlan, he's only drinking
2: one-fourteenth of that can.
1: Yeah. Head on over to uh, CanadaDry.com and use after co- offer code AFTERLodge for your free <laughs> truckload of Canada Dry 10.
0: I, I drank my beer earlier with the family. We were celebrating my grandma's birthday, and um, my father-in-law is staying with us, and he's got dementia and everything, so it's been kind of tough. Um, but all my celebrating happened earlier.
1: Well, congrats! I, I think. I mean, is it?
0: Yeah, it was good. I mean, it's a good time. All right, your grandma. I think uh, she's
1: seventy-four now. Seventy-four.
0: <laughs> here's the thing. Here's here's something.
1: Do we even have a seventy-four? Is it bad? Did, that I'm looking did, it up right now. Didn't even get it, Harlan I know another oh. swing and a miss. I feel better about my earlier. Oh. Past-
0: whoa! Right over my head. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I got you. What you're saying now, but no. But to get on that, I actually do my best not to remember exa- like the ages of my grandparents. Like, I. What does that mean? <laughs>
2: well, I'm, wait-
3: I'm waiting for
0: this explanation. This should be good.
2: <laughs> no, baby, I actually do my best when I don't deeper, take out the. Indeed. Better. so... I have, have
3: to figure it out as many times. To be fair, to remember how old my dad was when he died, I have to use a calculator. So I'm i kind of with Scottie, but
0: <laughs> so the I have their birthdays, like the dates, like on my Google Calendar. It reminds me, so I don't miss it, and you know, but like you know, I'm lucky to still have f- four of my five grandparents. I can I can explain that later. Yeah, I know. Well. So the grandma that her birthday was today, uh, we call her Grandma Diane. Uh, what happened was is that she was a lady that lived two houses down from where we lived. And she became like an adopted grandmother because her grandson was always over at our house. So she became Grandma Diane to us, too. She became part of the family. So when I say five grandparents, I have... Four of the five left. And uh, I'm lucky to have them being 33 years old. And it's kind of depressing to think about how old they actually are. So instead of dreading the number that they are and losing them in the near future, I just try and just focus on the time I have with them. It just kind of it just bugs me to think, okay, well, Grandpa is 88 years old. Well, shit. Okay. You know, how old was Captain America when he died? Ninety what?
1: Ninety
0: four. Ninety uh, four, yeah. So, and my grandpa's not even as good a shape as he he was in maybe a year up to his death. So, yeah, yeah, that's why. I'm kind of a downer today. Sorry.
3: <laughs> Damn it! Sorry. So weren't we going to like bring up the, the the fact that Harlan now lives in like Shelob's lair from uh, Lord of the Rings and sometimes uh, he's going uh, to uh, be here to a wall and stuck next to another Hobbit screaming for their lives.
1: It's not that bad, John. <laughs> well, yeah. John's referring to How many
3: uh, you have? That's uh,
1: no. I had to re-fiddle re- back my house today. Uh, I was hiding out at the lodge trying to get some work done because I couldn't be in my home. Um, they had to re- re-vaporize everything. Um, yeah. Uh,
3: What's the
0: source of. Vaporizing with a
3: hard bag of jacks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, how did your house get so infected with oh, spiders?
1: Fun. That's a fun story. I learned uh, I learned a lot when I bought this house. Um,
3: <laughs> Don't we all?
1: Yeah. So the the first thing was uh, the the first exterminator that came out got assigned to the case and all that because brown recluse, as I learned, are well, recluse is in the name, so you'd never know they were here, except I was changing a light fixture when I first moved in because my daughter had to have her fancy chandelier princess jewels thing. So I was in there uh, with my brother changing that, that light fixture. And then, you know, there was a couple of dead ones and he was like, Hey, I think this is, and I was, don't say it. My wife's here. Um, So I I sent the picture to someone who would know, found out what it was, and I was going to call an exterminator anyway because, you know, the woods is like 10 feet from my back door. Yeah. So I uh, called them, and then once I got the plan going, they confirmed that's what it was, and uh, they they laid their traps in all the special hiding places they expected it to be. And the guy they sent over was like, you guys remember – the, the alien in men in black, the bug one that like possessed the farmer body and
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, your, you go. Your,
1: your bones are yes. water. Yes. Every time he would I would see his truck pull in, I'd uh, yell at my wife like honey, get the sugar water. <laughs> and uh, he, he just he was he was like that dude. Like he was eerily like that dude. But also fascinated with with bugs, which I guess if you're gonna be an exterminator as a career
3: what's his first name? Good trait to have.
1: I don't fully remember, and if I did we'd have to save it for after the show. Uh, Mm -hmm. I could probably look at it. I didn't
0: ask this for the last name. I just
1: uh he um he was just and he wasn't even really like I think he was younger than me but he was just like really into his job so he gave me some of the schooling on the brown recluse. Um, they're not migratory. So unlike termites where, you know, your neighbor has a termite treatment done and the termites just run over to your house. Uh, they don't really go places like they don't wander and explore. And so the way that they get into your house is they hitchhike in on something else. I That was interesting. Um, and then I talked to my neighbor and found out that, uh, Back in 2006 or seven, uh, the guy I bought this place from was using it as a rental, and one of his tenants had stored his furniture in, in a barn for a long period of time before he moved in.
3: That'll do
1: it. Uh, and then he moved in, and I guess he started finding the spiders because they lived in his couch, and uh, he refused to pay rent, and it turned into a lawsuit. And so once I heard about this, I had to go trying to find old footage because this was in like the local news, not because somebody was suing their landlord over spiders, but because they had like expert testimony brought in for to as part of this. And so the news was covering (laughs) the news was covering the spider guy, like talking about what I just said about how how this is how they get here. And the only way it could have got there was on the furniture that this guy stored in a barn and brought in. So the tenant lost the case. Um, at this point, I was furious that this was not in any of the seller's disclosure paperwork that I had um, anywhere. And he couldn't say he didn't know about it because he he fought a damn lawsuit over it. Right. So he knew about it, and yeah, um, he. Well, what I learned there because I'm like, great, I'm gonna go after the landlord, and he's gonna, or well, not my landlord, the former landlord, and he's gonna take care of this. And what I learned was that uh, you don't have to disclose that um, because it's not termites. And spiders are just a routine household pest that, uh, you know, everybody has. So mm. not to tell anybody. Spiders here. don't destroy
2: yeah. the structure Termites, yeah. well,
3: While true, and I have wolf spiders in my house, however, they just catch the ants and then they run away. If one bites me, it's going to hurt but I'll be fine. My limb is not going to wither and fall off.
1: Well, I've learned some about that too, is the brown recluse stuff is kind of overplayed a lot. It's uh, one bite is usually not going to do that unless you just completely neglect it or you're misfortunate enough to have bad body chemistry or whatever.
0: So my father-in-law but uh, a brown recluse bite is what triggered his dementia.
1: Yep, that that that's what I mean. Like other things, if you're misfortunate enough, will will be a problem.
0: Yeah.
1: Or the really bad gnarly photos you see on the internet. Usually, what that is is somebody leaves their overalls hanging in the barn
2: hospital for three weeks after they mm-hmm. got
1: bit. It happens. Yeah. It does. But. What I've what I've learned is it's not near. It's bad. Like I don't want to say it's going to be fine. It's like an awful bite, and you're going to have like it's a. It's not
0: a cobra bite or anything.
1: You're gonna have you're gonna have a lesion probably, but it's it's not like the stuff you see on the internet with people's like hands rotting off and stuff is. That's not the common occurrence. No, but just like me running around with a medical wick
3: sticking out of your limb while to help drain the fluid.
1: Well, if you catch it early enough, I think they. And again, do something, not but... staying at your house. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, the it's only the right reason God, I have never yeah. seen a brown recluse here.
1: The only reason I jump on it as hard as, as it I do your house. I have a
2: just little. Saying.
1: I have a boy who likes to shove his arm places where he probably shouldn't, so that's why I'm trying to stay so on top of this because yeah. he'll it's just his up arm a wall or something. And
3: <laughs> now, just wait. Yeah.
1: Well. At that point, it's that whole old enough to know better, but far too young to care thing. And it's, yeah. Yeah. We all have to learn somehow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nope. It's in a window this time. Well, right.
3: tell your mom we you ate the pie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: Sorry. I don't like spiders, dude. Like, I'm, I'm with you on that 100%. I like, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't on,
3: mind man. them. I'm not, like arachnophobic I am the losing my limophobic and like yeah. tipping over dead-a-phobic, which is why yeah. I live where the winter wind
1: hurts my face well, <laughs> you know what's more likely to kill me than any spider is uh, apparently we've we've uh, we've welcomed the bears into local country here so uh, oh yeah
3: that we have nice yeah nice I're was... talking my end of the food chain
1: yeah <laughs> well I mean they're they're black bears because you we know, yeah, gun. Here in Western Pennsylvania. We don't have the grizzlies. It's just well, we don't uh, either, but
0: yeah. dude, I'm gonna tell you right now. I took my wife out. We we went to uh we got a cabin for our fifth wedding anniversary, and it was at a um, very popular place here in the state. And uh, I put my pistol on my hip, and she goes what are you bringing that for? No one's going to mess with us in the woods. And I said, I'm not worried about people messing with us. I'm worried about bears. And she goes, there's no bears. Don't worry. There's no bears in the woods here. What, there's What too are many you going to do with said, a no,
1: pistol a to a bear? Depends on the caliber.
0: Shoot in the head.
1: You know that Like uh, they make spray that's far more effective than any firearm you're going to be shaking and trying to point at a moving yes. bear.
3: However, if you panic and pull the spray out or you panic and pull your gun out, there's a twenty mile an hour headwind. It's not going to stop a forty caliber bullet. That's true. <laughs> if you pull oh, out a bear fogger, you're f***ing yourself.
0: Well, hey, g- get, get, here's the thing, though. We get we get to the hiking trail where we're going to go, um, and and it's like very populated place. We pull right up in front of each parking spot. It says, "Beware of bears. Do not feed them. Walk away slowly." Like it's like giving you instructions. I said, "See."
3: For a second, I thought I say, in each spot there was a black bear dry open a car. that yeah. there, and there's
0: dead people outside it that are happy.
1: <laughs> there's there's Yogi Bear digging through somebody's SUV for a picnic basket.
0: I mean, you're not yeah. wrong, but I'd, I'd I, I, about like the caliber and all this, but at the same time, like I was I wasn't about to go out there with just my little Swiss Army knife and hopes and dreams.
1: No you,
3: in, you take, in, in the spectrum of bears, black bears are kind of chicken shits. So if you bury around yeah. from something
1: loud, it's gonna kind of and they're shit run off they're they're the they're yeah, the I, one kind that you're likely to be able to i mean find a stick off. and scare off like right. it, it's still gonna take a piece of you in the process, but you could probably defend yourself against a black bear well
0: i'm very I'm very much a uh okay, there's a bear, let's walk away slowly and leave it yeah. alone and go back from where once we came i'm just mm-mm.
1: i'm more worried about the the just the annoyance factor um i've oh done God. all this work That's to like again. protect my trash cans from raccoons and i finally got that settled and then i find out there's a bear wandering around i'm like great mm-hmm. so this whole thing with bricks i've got set up to stop the raccoons isn't going to mean squat to a bear oh no, it's just
3: going to get pissed pick it up and throw it through your window
1: yeah like they don't <laughs> And they don't just open the lid and dig the trash out like the raccoons do. They pick the can up and dump it out and rip yeah. through it everywhere.
3: Yeah, I lived in Ely, Minnesota, which is like the end of the planet. It's right. It's about five feet from Canada. And it, this was like I told the story about my roommate riding the moose. And this is the same time frame when I was living up there. There were like in the same summer of like '97. There was three stories of black bears come out of the woods to like grab hikers or whatever because they were hungry, like grabbing them by the backpack and trying to pull them in the woods. And in all three stories, the backpacker, whoever it was, was out with somebody else canoeing and whoever it was grabbed a canoe paddle and basically just smoked the bear in the head. And it ran oh. off. All three oh. stories, the bears were taken out by a canoe or
1: Yeah,
0: dude, dude, speaking of uh,
3: wild animals...
1: country out there in western Minnesota? Is there a what? What? Are grizzlies out in western no.
3: Minnesota? No, we don't have anything that big. The the biggest thing in Minnesota is moose. Grizzlies are you have to go at least two, like not like cougars. Well, we got cougars are small though. I mean they're dangerous as hell, but they're small. Well, I mean you small they're as big as you. Yeah, I'm kind of fat now, so they're a little smaller than I am. But uh,
0: did you did you guys see the guy out in um, in Australia punch that kangaroo right in the nose because he had his dog in a headlock?
1: Oh, now I gotta watch this. No, but that sounds like something I would expect from an Aussie.
2: Yeah, so I would uh,
1: John's biggest fan a
2: million dollars. That's the most dangerous animal on the planet. Yeah, yes, so. It
1: is, but Australians don't care about their safety and well being. Also they true. live in Australia where everything is trying to kill you. So the guy the had They it. laugh at your brown recluses. Yeah, yeah, that's. Ask <laughs> your fan, John, what's he think about my spiders? I hey. use
2: them for bubble gum down there, those <laughs> like, <laughs> spiders a month.
0: The kangaroo had the dog in a headlock and was trying to, like, basically, it looked like it was trying to pop its head off, basically. And you know how muscular the uh, kangaroos are. And the guy runs up to the kangaroo and just kind of looks at him and squares up with him like this and just whops him right in the nose. And the kangaroo goes,
1: What? What is A crocodile Dundee move right there.
0: I mean, it saved his dog's life. I mean, you could hear the terror in his voice for his pet, you know. Because then they went,
1: then they went and picked up whatever snake was crawling across the way and took it home for dinner.
0: You call that alive?
1: <laughs> it's still alive and wriggling because they wanted it fresh,
3: right? Because that's what they use for shoelaces. <laughs>
1: Australians are nuts, man. Do we have. was giving Nick left all right? kinds of hell when he went there on his honeymoon. I'm like, why? Why would you go there? Like the, the plants are trying to kill you, let alone every living creature.
2: Yes. yes there's a reason. Fan of John's living in Australia. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh. I know. Yeah, there's apparently a big fan big of mine living fan. in Australia. Woo!
1: We have a surprisingly large listener base uh, across the across the sea there in Australia. I don't know what that says about us or them. Uh, maybe it's unfavorable on both sides.
3: With the AJC, we have a pretty good footprint in Australia too. So I really enjoy the fact that we have listeners from for the podcast and members of my church there.
1: No, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I've, I've, we get, I would say, twenty percent of the the mail or letters or email or whatever contacts we get from listeners are guys from Australia. So not only are are you guys listening, but they're the ones. You know, who take the time to let us know what they think for better or worse? I guess is that an Aussie thing too? Uh, like, I'm gonna tell you what I think. What you're saying, and that's true. I hadn't thought about it, but yeah. yeah. Now, I bet. get uh, emails that come in through the website. It's it's about one in five is somebody from a lodge in Australia. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. Uh, what do you guys send us another email and tell us what it is that that appeals to Australians more than? A lot of Americans.
0: You'll be yeah. hearing this around Christmas time, so if we take a little bit of time. Here, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Hope the summer is going yeah. well for you. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. yeah. oh yeah, and it's summer there. They 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 go to the beach on Christmas. Man, you are on the wrong side of the world.
0: There's a reason we it was guys, anyway. it was a penal colony.
1: We love you guys. Do I
3: love Australians? I'm probably related to half of them somehow. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's well, I don't know cuz that guy probably didn't need as much whiskey as John would need to punch a kangaroo in the face.
3: Oh no, I do one for a Klondike bar. <laughs>
0: Shit. I'm just saying that. I think this guy was I, just pure I'm adrenaline. I'm willing to
2: try anything once. Money to see you fight a kangaroo, John. Good There's
0: money. I'm out of shape,
3: it better be a little one. <laughs> you know, like walking, out, like walking <laughs> up like watching up walking up and punching a toddler. <laughs> yeah, I got you. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah. after this, I'm
3: gonna gonna go off and turk a koala,
1: (laughs) go home and feed it to my gators. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, Australia gave birth to Steve Irwin,
3: Australia's given birth to quite a few things. Hugh Jackman, right? Yeah, yeah, Yeah.
0: Russell Crowe, yeah, yeah.
1: We've got George Washington.
0: The end. We win. He was the best. Did you know he was a Mason?
1: <laughs> I'm done with you, people.
0: Hey, and also, well, he on the
1: audio show, John just like face slapped the camera. Which,
0: to be fair,
1: you see it coming uh, and you know what's about to happen, and you're still shocked when it happens. That's it's bizarre.
0: They did a really good job with George Washington on the show Turn on AMC. I think the actor did a wonderful job playing George.
1: I still got to see that. I've, my favorite's still the the guy that played the part in Hamilton here. That's the best George Washington rendition I've ever seen.
3: I'm more of a Abe Lincoln circa Bill and Ted, but whatever.
1: Hey. Uh, <laughs> uh, I I I I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> The new, the new Bill and Ted. coverage being slapped.
0: I gotta
3: see the new Bill and Ted because I saw the first two in the theater. It's just, I got it. I gotta go see it.
0: Well, I think the new one's gonna skip it in the theater. I think it's just gonna go straight to Amazon straight Cinema. To
2: yeah, no, it's already out. It came out Friday. So uh, I'm not gonna
0: pay a premium to see it, but I'll, I'll, I'll see it's it. It's not
2: cheap either. Like it's like twenty
1: bucks.
0: Yeah. We did that for the new Trolls movie, like in the middle of like lockdown, lockdown. We did but,
1: too. So did everyone. Yeah, no.
0: but we're like, eh, let's let's just wait for it to come out on something else.
1: Like I really we'll want to
3: see, see New Mutants. I'm waiting for that to be free. Sorry, dude.
0: Just wait. Just wait.
1: That was how my my son discovered that he's in love with Queen Barb and Hard Rock, and now he just. Beats on stuff all the time because he's drumming. You know, the Hard rock. <laughs> <laughs> so then, oh, every time that. a Black Sabbath song <laughs> comes on, like my son just stops whatever he's doing and it's just like that. Like, so apparently, I've I've got the rock kid now. Dude, I'm
3: busting on all my speed metal on my phone when I come down to see you guys.
1: <laughs> oh, dude. Beep. Well, so my father in laws w- w- is is really into rock. Well, like older rock, I guess, but still. Um so watching his grandson sing the the lyrics to Rock You Like a Hurricane just made his day. Like he's, cause you know, this three year old is like jamming on his guitar oh, yeah. and singing Rock You Like a Hurricane. Wow. I've never seen a man look as proud as my father in law did.
0: It's funny, like my daughter's kind of been picking up on some older music, not necessarily classic rock, but she picked up on um, the song zombie by the Cranberries.
3: I'm going to punch you for calling that older music. I swear to God.
0: You're, <laughs> you're <laughs> old.
3: Get 90s. It's
1: it. 20 oh.
2: years, man. Yeah, if, it had, don't, don't if, remind me.
1: if the decade it was made in has its own radio station.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> <old. Yeah>.
1: Imagine <laughs> how, imagine how we felt the first time there was a 90s station.
3: Yeah, well, do you like, say any
2: anytime like I see an XM radio,
3: I like walk over and hit Lithium. I'm like excited. Like,
2: <laughs> I can still remember the first time I heard Nirvana on an oldies rock station. Almost, oh, yeah. it, it,
1: it gets you. It gets you right in the chest. Like, what? <gasps> There's a '90s channel. Oh, <laughs> I hate you guys.
0: Yeah, but you know what though? She she likes the girl version, but she really loves the boy version. Bad Wolves does a um, cover. Well, to her credit, she uh she also loves Frozen's "Let It Go." So,
3: okay, <laughs> so that calibrate that, you're that a little thing. bit because bad wolves can kiss my ass.
0: Well, and and to be fair too, with them, uh, they had her permission to do the the lead singer. I don't know her name. I'm sorry, but Rudin. Yeah, they okay. had her her permission to do it, and she was going to actually come on and make a cameo on <laughs> their cover. Make it but she she died before that happened so the music video that they made for that was uh, more of a tribute to her and her message with the song you should go watch the video i know you don't like bad wolves but the video that they made seemed pretty I still touching like that version. yeah it was it was it was it was really good tribute to her um, so check it out
3: there's a there's a video online for their for uh, cranberry song dreams and what they did was they got like 80 different female musicians across Ireland and it's the videos on YouTube and it's like a 5 second snippet of all of them and then eventually starts combining all of them towards the end of the song oh,
2: that's cool.
3: it is amazing i bought i bought the single, i bought the single on SPAC. it was super brilliant
0: huh. what they uh, how will i know the one that's different Dreams. I'll check it after the show.
3: I'll tell you right now. Um, yeah, it's... I I really like it, and I'm kind of... I'm, and To be fair, I wasn't a Cranberries fan. Zombie, I love. And that song, I, I tolerated. But, yeah, that version of it is quite outstanding. Yeah. yeah. And- Irish, Irish Women in Harmony.
0: Irish women in harmony.
1: Yeah. There we go. Yeah.
2: I, I got so, lost. So we went from spiders to Australia to Irish music. Yeah. So we've covered we've all lost all so this.
3: I, I love this podcast. It's like my internal monologue.
1: So I do have
0: something after to lodge tonight.
3: So
1: I have some
0: so, Sonic to talk about.
1: Are, we don't we don't do that here. So okay. I guess. What is, what is what is this Freemasonry you speak of?
0: I almost joined the York Rite um, yesterday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, almost, almost joined the York Rite. Um, Shut
3: your yammering skull cave, you red-capped
0: jackass. Right. <laughs> so... The brother that I lectured and did, he was the first person I did my, the MM first section for, Uh, I lectured him all all the way through and everything. Um, He's a retired police officer. Now we used to actually, I would work for the cable company and he would go in for late watch. So we would both, we'd meet at Buffalo wild wings and um, I'd have a beer after work and wings. And he'd have like, Coffee and wings, like going into work.
2: Coffee and wings.
0: Yeah, yeah, he'd have coffee, or Mm. sometimes he'd get a soda. It works anyway, because he was going into work. It was morning time for him, and we'd lecture right there in the booth. And there is nobody there on like a you know Wednesday night, but um, but anyway, uh, he ran into another retired police officer that he knew that is the secretary of the, I guess, the chapter there that meets at my lodge hall so he kind of got him on board and then the guy that i lectured uh said hey you should come do this with me um when i say i almost joined i i was like look what's the time commitment family life is uh pretty tight right now uh wife working a second job all this fun stuff and um Since because they meet on the fourth Wednesday of every month, once a month, um, that would be the Wednesday before Thanksgiving and the Wednesday before Christmas on the week of. So I said, eh, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to jump in on the – what? John, what's the first degree that you do on that? Mark
3: Master. The Mark to, be, Master. to be fair, I really doubt they'll meet on those two meetings because if they're like, are you right? They'll be like, yeah, no. We know what happens is these, these two months.
0: Well, they've got a guy lined up to get the degree work done those nights. That's why they're, they were, he was, yeah, I don't know. That's what he told me. Um, and that's why the guy that I lectured wanted me to join him and just go through because they've got it all set up for the rest of the calendar year. I think it has a lot to do because COVID shut everything down and everybody wanted to, you know, get out and lodge and stuff like that. And they're like, oh, well, I'm not going to travel. Well, we travel to see family for New Year's or Christmas, so uh, so I'm not going to be able to join right now. But after the first of the year, I'll look at it again and see when to hop in. Because I've always wanted to do it, and now that my brother-brother my is a Master Mason, he wants to get into all the dependent bodies and do the things.
1: I've got I, a petition for him. You just, uh... We, we no, also you, said, you shut up. <laughs>
0: We we wanna do both. We wanna do both. And Harlan, I'll probably when y'all gonna be doing another deal with the shrine.
1: <laughs> oh, that's that's okay. a summertime. Okay. Thing. No, no. Now, you don't now that,
3: that he way. mentioned shrine, now we dogpile his ass. That's just that
1: <laughs> I the, the the shrine joint ceremonial with the Scottish Rite is uh it's a thing that we do. Um
3: I, I can't I can't poo-poo that because for some reason in my state we do a joint third degree and shrine ceremonial. Oh, that's work that's here.
1: Yeah. 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 I
3: just, yeah, don't get me started on that.
1: It's cool fine. Shit. I just, I had that encounter we, we talked about on the show where I, I stuck around when the Shriners showed up and thought I could hide in the library and then ran into the, the, the dude in the weird garb swinging a sword around in the hallway. And I, I, I was just scarred. Um, yeah. So I, uh, Maybe I'm just grumpy because I, I have to vacate the building because I'm not a shriner. So it's like, oh, 32nd better- degree's over. Uh, get out. We're taking over your temple. See, now you have even better, more reason to avoid the shrine. You can come over to the first
3: two stages of the Orc, right? And, and partake. I,
1: y'all, if I did. So there's another lodge here that, like a whole bunch of traditional observance type guys are are really assembling in uh they outnumber my TO lodge now and they're doing great things we're partnering with them and they want me to do another dual membership and and I really want to but fellas if I if my wife finds out that I've done anything that involves another dues card I don't know what'll happen to me um I yeah so they got See, my,
0: my wife doesn't care. It just comes down to the time sink that it takes.
1: No, just oh, she wouldn't notice that because like I'm always working or doing something. It, it's just it's just the deuce card thing. Like I, I don't I don't know if I told her I joined something else. I, I feel like it would end very very poorly. Tell her you're
0: invited to, and it's prestige kind of thing.
1: Yeah, so.
0: She listened to the show. That ain't going to work. <laughs> yeah. She's
2: <laughs> probably <You know? laughs> listening right at this moment, actually. I, I, I was just going to say if he's going to lie to her, he might as well just tell her he joined in the first place.
1: Yeah.
2: I, two floors up listening to the show. I mean, but God. she'll find
1: out. Like word, word gets around in those Northern Star chapters really fast. Uh, so because Lord. they text. Um,
0: Northern Star.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're not supposed to know about it. It's a secret club amongst our wives. Got One it. that doesn't require men to be involved, nor are they permitted unless they're the cabana boys or the strippers. Um, you know, so they have their own shrine group. Neat. You know what? Never mind.
3: You know, I know. Not <laughs> a big Colonel directions guy. No, I am. Yeah, not... <laughs> you, get,
2: you get me you know,
1: John, The directions get mixed up when you're horizontal. <laughs> so, hey so.
3: Trust me, I know. I've been passed out plenty of times.
1: <laughs> oh, Are you back funny. on the bourbon there, brother? I, I, yeah, I, did, I, did, I, I, I uh it.
3: about uh late last week I rotated back onto the bourbon after my month and a half hiatus after uh Jim McNeely was on the show with us because <laughs> that was way too much fun. But well deserved break for you, John. Yeah, well again, I learned you keep the glass in one room the refill in the other room, so you know, <laughs> you get up because it was, yeah, Jim, that's great. I, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I ever got like past half glass before I topped up until that's the funny. end. So well, That's and what we, I, that's we what I wrapped the show. And I stood up and I swear to God, I'm lucky guys. I, I stood up for all rights. I should have fallen right over that way. Cause I was, as soon as my feet hit the floor, I was done. It was not I don't good. know,
1: officer. He was alive when we stopped recording.
2: You yeah, <laughs> exactly. we were sitting. Yeah, that's true. Well, hey, I know. They I say
1: know drinking alone is
0: bad, but you're doing it right.
1: He's not alone. Yeah. He's with us. We're good influence and in looking out. Hey,
3: just like my Irish granddad Bud always said, I don't like to drink unless I'm alone or with somebody. <laughs>
1: yeah. I ca- I
0: caught some shit one night because I had like four or five beers while playing like yeah, games man. online with with my buddies and my wife comes down here and she goes Are you just drinking alone? That's that's sad. <laughs> I said, Have you not heard me down here talking to everybody? Like they're right here.
1: Says you know the guy with
0: yeah, that's, that's,
1: all the that's, Yeah, all my but, friends are. Yeah, I I mean. In, in this new world we live in, I guess that's that's the norm. But,
0: Oh, she's used to it now. She gets it.
1: Uh, I, I don't know. Are we ever gonna go outside again? I keep telling myself, like, as soon as the election's over, we we can go outside again, and and I'm sticking to that. Should be true.
0: Well, there'll be a, there'll be about a month of total chaos, and then it will get back to normal. Yeah,
1: what I means once. Once the, the politicians are settled back to their money laundering, we can get back with our lives. That's my hope, anyway. Oh, good. Uh, I
3: got back just in time for the chat about the election cycle.
1: Oh, yeah. Just the...
3: Hold like, on. Let me drink more so I can really induce my vomiting.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, it wasn't really about the election cycle other than my my hope that the when the election's over, the, the COVID stuff goes away magically and then we can get on about our lives and by that I of course don't mean it's going to go away I just mean no one's going to care anymore so <laughs> <laughs> our,
3: our cultural ADD will kick in and we will just yeah. move on to the next thing
1: get back to the office and I never thought I would ever look forward to being back in the office but yeah
0: my job might be permanent at home and I'm so happy so happy
1: uh, yeah. Mm. yeah. If it wasn't I'd,
0: my father in law being in town, I'd I'd have the whole place to myself. I'd get all the work done. But you know, I'd kind of keep an eye on him. You
1: know, I just I have to I have to get some separation between work and home. Not that I really had it before, but I definitely don't have it now. Mm. Um, it, it it's yeah. Like, my work wasn't on my desk. It followed me, like, on my phone. Sometimes something might blow up and I'd have to deal with it. But otherwise, like, my my home space was for dealing with things that I want to do and not things I have to do to pay the mortgage.
0: I hear you. For me, it's more like I don't have to fight traffic anymore and I don't have to worry about did I clock in seven minutes late and then get in trouble for it.
1: So that's the – Right the well, I thing I moved, I moved out here so I'm like 15 minutes away from the office in in morning traffic and I also bought this particular house because of the particular school that I wanted my daughter in and now both of us are just sitting at home and it's I'll you know, <laughs> well, be doing this somewhere much hard. cheaper no good deed goes unpunished yeah
0: bro my private school my kid goes to started up so in person. Oh
1: yeah, no. So her preschool was was a private school, and I think they're they're actually starting back too. But once she got into kindergarten, we had to have the whole Catholic tuition versus larger mortgage debate, and uh, yeah, moving moving worked out well at least until the school closed. Oh. Ooh. I mean, I mean, it's it's not closed. Closed. It's just. She's homeschooling. Well, it's COVID, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was like, you know, if I was going to homeschool my kid, I could have just done it where I was. Right. Right. Or somewhere even cheaper. Heck. If you're going to uh, homeschool,
3: head out to the hollers. Yeah. Buy yourself a shack.
1: Get back out into Eastern Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or wait, Central Pennsylvania. Eastern's a little too close to city slickers. Oh uh, man. <laughs> yeah. No, too close to family. <laughs> anyway. So Lodge uh has been entirely uneventful. Um
2: Scott had a thing to talk about. Did you already talk about your thing, Scott? Yeah, I mentioned Masonry
1: and then. Well when he you mentioned asked. he almost joined the York yeah. right and then yeah. I, yeah. I disbanded I disbanded yeah. his membership on the show. Well, I, I also um,
0: I also turned in um, my RSVP for the Grand Master's Banquet at our Grand Lodge meeting. I'm pretty excited about it. I got a, uh, I got a babysitter that night. Wife's excited about oh. going.
1: You ever been to that? Never. Nah, it's a good time. Don't let the uh, – don't let the, the – uh, semi-formal dress code thing they put on the invitation trick—you wear a tuxedo. A tux? Yeah, because you're gonna be like me, and it says suit and tie, so you show up in a nice suit and tie, and you're the only guy not in a tux. <laughs> and yeah, Which? the one time I go to a Masonic event and and like I completely missed the ball on the dress code. Um, when I went, everyone's. In- in a tux i mean well there's always like that one guy in blue jeans because he rode his motorcycle and nobody's gonna call him on it because don't mess with that guy <laughs> but otherwise uh you know everybody's in a tuxedo so you'll wanna or if you don't do a tux like just
3: or show up on a bike
1: if you're gonna wear a suit and tie wear a black suit and a black tie don't don't like don't like lodge it up with your with a you know the the lighter colored suits or whatever, and yeah, no, I and only
0: one lapel pin,
1: only ever one lapel pin, unless it's a tuxedo and then it's zero.
0: Mm. Ever, I've got a black suit, black shirt. I'm sorry, can I do black on black on black? Uh,
1: you yeah. could, you could. I I normally save that for like lodge events, but yes, you could. Um, John, you can also put the lapel. Like extra lapel pins under the lapel, so that way you can flip them like a like an ID badge. Like
3: well, that, that is true, but you're just only mm-hmm. ever
1: so you can ever. be like the shady dude in the
2: alley who opens. Never show one. <laughs> put them on the inside That's so you can what you are.
1: That's why I carry my shrine pin on the inside of my fly. <laughs> <laughs> is that why? I thought that was. Never mind. We don't talk about the gestures here. Ah. Uh.
3: Uh, I got I got a like pretty good long online discussion about the jesters on one of the Facebook book groups for it's like that Masonic Antiques Facebook group and somebody posts something about the jesters on there I'm like yeah because nobody knew what it was I'm like yeah no that's the bilican that's a jesters thing yeah they're that's different right. I don't want to
1: be showing the whole internet that your dad had one of those
3: yeah because apparently you're not supposed to tell other people if you're at one of those. Which, no. for the record, I'm not, and that's not my. Speed.
1: For the
2: record, that I don't have idea no idea what John's talking about.
1: Yeah. We, can, yeah for the record, we call John the Jester. We're just referring to his station on the show. Yeah, no,
3: that's <laughs> just my that's <laughs> just my jovial and <laughs> cavalier nature. that
1: head he
2: wears with the bells on it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> or the assless chaps. Uh, but is uh, puck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, puck? Yeah. No puck. Yeah. You went all twelfth night on me, so
1: yeah. for, well, or, for, for dream. To, to be fair, it's uh we got the kids version of a bunch of Shakespeare stories and so I've been reading those at night. Oh yeah. really, dude, you gotta send me yeah. what
3: those are because I gotta get my kid on those.
1: Yeah, they're someone got her a, the book when it was a couple years ago, but she wasn't quite ready for it yet. Like it's it's very simplified, but not simplified enough for you know three or four-year-olds but she's she's six going on 16 and seems to be soaking it up just fine now so yeah
3: i gotta get my eight-year-old on it because right now i've got a the Tuttle twin series from connor Boyack, which will probably light some people's heads on fire if they know who that is but he's a libertarian leading conservative who wrote kids books about like the law and commerce and stuff like that so he sells them a Twelve book series, and I started reading those to my kid, and he's eating them up.
1: Weird. Just don't buy Rush Revere. Um, the the
3: the, the boy act is about as far in one direction politically with my yeah. kid. I'm willing to go.
1: Well, I just I she brought the book to me, and I I, I didn't think she was going to like it, and now we've been through Romeo and Juliet, A Midsummer Night's Dream, and now we're in the Scottish play um, because I'm superstitious. So. <laughs> I think so, that I want to hear you say it only that applies, applies if you're the head. if you're is it? performing the play.
2: You can say the name of the book. I think it's just it's that's just attached to the play itself.
1: I thought it was the other way around. So yeah. no, unless you can you're say right the, the name, now, if our, you're performing in the
2: play. play, and the acting teacher literally only called it that ever. And there, like a hundred times, I was there. Somebody would come up and go, "What are you talking about?" And she would never say the name of it. Yeah, because if you're
3: in That's the what theater, I mean. it's bad, bad luck. And I had a buddy in college who was a, uh, he was a lighting guy. He was a stagecraft guy, and for as a major for a while. And his favorite thing was he'd run through all the different theaters on campus and all of sudden stuff, and go, Macbeth, and then run to the next theater and go Macbeth. <laughs> he, he's, right, he's crazier. I think I'm nuts. He's crazy. I mean, throw a stone cold. But yeah. He'd do that stuff all the time. Like, in the middle of rehearsals, he'd come zipping out and be like, Macbeth, run away, and the, everybody would just lose their minds.
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, I had I had a, a little bit of, I don't, I, well, why not? The show's already ruined my reputation. <laughs> uh, before, so before the yeah, Army got home
3: That's towards the
1: much end much. of high school and I was doing nothing but ROTC trying to get into the military academy, uh, the, the first portion of my life was spent, more on the liberal arts side of things and i i was i was one of the thespians in my high school and did quite a bit of shakespeare with the drama You're a
0: guy, you can't be a lesbian
3: i too
1: like women wait yeah <laughs> hey hey that, that 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 worked uh i was too thick to understand what it was that i had at the time which i look back on myself now and kick past me like what the hell is wrong with you
3: right I, 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 so when I was in Captain One,
1: you were calling the girls and you were the only guy around.
3: Right. That's, I was, when I was doing my undergrad, I lived in a house with the performance guy who would scream Macbeth or the uh, uh, stagecraft guy. And then, like, there was four other performance majors. There were six of us in the house. And I'm the law enforcement major. So, but they, two of them are gay, two of them were not. The two that weren't got more bumper than a body shop. And I could not understand how. Yes, Apparently, I majored in the wrong thing.
1: Yeah, I could see that
3: I mean, back then.
1: No, yeah. but now I'm now I'm like wowing my kid who thinks that that's like super cool. So I guess it works out. I was telling her stories about A Midsummer Night's Dream. We did a there was a state competition that we went to, and it was one of those uh, adaptation deals. So we we doctored up that that play but we said it as though it was an episode of the Jerry Springer show so like all of the lines were from the play but the scenery and characters were like Jerry Springer folks so seeing seeing a guy with Steve written on his shirt come out and like thus I am the wall it was a whole we did, we did a whole little commercial thing with the oh, fairies awesome. and their, their magic dust it was um, I had a lot of fun with that sort of stuff and then well and then Uncle Sam sucked the soul out of me but, um, I'm rediscovering some of those with with my kids. So I guess that's, um, my wife rolled her eyes at us, but, uh, she's, she's really into it and I am. So we're probably going to get through the whole book of different Shakespeare stories. It's like this thick. I think it's most of the collection.
3: Oh, you got to say. At least me. of all the biggies.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll take a picture of the cover when I'm, when I'm back. Well, she's asleep now. I'll send it tomorrow. But, um, no, it's pretty cool. They condense it down to, you know, each one's probably 30, 40 pages of like you know kid print. So oh, it's, I finally read all the Shakespeare too. Yeah. Yay. Yes. No, I, I'm liking it. Some of it's fun refreshers too, just for like you know you haven't who reads Shakespeare after school's over. Um, so that that's been fun because then I, I'll remember some tidbit that the book kind of glosses over, probably because it's not kid appropriate.
0: Would you uh me yeah, yeah. a link for that? What is it? I mean, my, my kid's four, but...
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll share the, the, the picture, the ISBN and stuff. I uh, forget the name of it. It's just a collection of kids Shakespeare, and it's written in narrative form instead of uh, instead of as a play, so that helps them get it a little better, too.
2: That helped immensely.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: Let's be honest. The language is half of what makes Shakespeare unappealing to the younger crowd bbc comedy has a has a like a it's like a four minute shtick i mean 90 yeah, percent
3: there's there's a there's a comedian on bbc comedy who does a, he plays william shakespeare in one of their episodes and it rolls up on my facebook feed every once in a while and it's a two-minute shtick of william shakespeare talking about his own writings in the common day and mm-hmm. it's an actor just going off and it's like Sorry. yes i know my plays are boring and yes i fancy the the Earl of Suffolk. Suffolk, are you happy now? You know, it just hilariously just off
1: Cough.
3: Uh, I love BBC comedy. Sorry.
0: There no. was, a, there was, a. I'm not super familiar with, you know, as, as much as you guys are when it comes to Shakespeare stuff. But like, um, there was this, uh, book, uh, book series I used to read called, uh, the secrets of the immortal Nicholas Flamel. Um, ba- based off of their, um, Nicholas Femel with the Alchemist Stone and all this. Well, in the book, uh, only two characters in it that are completely fictional are the two main characters as brother and sister. And they actually run into other immortals, and Shakespeare ends up being one of them. Like, I mean, there's a bunch of them, like Billy the Kid, um, Joan of Arc, uh, Machiavelli, um, a bunch of them. And uh, but Shakespeare's one of them, and they play him in the book like a comic relief. And him and Joan of Arc actually go on adventures together. And she complains how he how much he stinks, like the flies chase him. It's pretty hilarious.
1: So I just received a uh, correction from a listener um, that I was ordered to make on the show uh, when I said someone got my wife or got my daughter that book. Uh, it was my wife that got the book for my daughter. So. Um, wanted to oh. clarify that.
0: Great listener, um, very astute. <laughs> um, I wonder what sort of super chat she sent or <laughs> this person sent to uh, get that to come yeah. through, Uh Lave and clear, wow. crystal. Yes. Yeah,
3: she, she knew a, that one that day that takes precedent. That's a uh, that's that's yeah. impressive. I mean, that's yeah. that's a uh, five foot of pissed off right there. I wouldn't want to deal with in about half an hour. Well, I
1: mean, this we. She got this book like years ago and it's just been sitting on the shelf like we we tried to read it when when we first got it and she just you know it just it wasn't it just wasn't there right we we were still doing hello kitty and stuff it's um well, now it's now it's fun cuz she can keep she can keep track from night to night as you get through the chapters like what how it's impressive to think of a you know how a kid can keep track of well, a Midsummer Night's dreams. The one we finished, like there's a lot of moving parts in that. And it's not funny unless you can remember who all of the moving parts are. Uh, and from night to night, but she stuck with it. So I guess my wife knew that she would, and she was just a little early on it. That's all. Uh, yeah.
3: Your wife's an Oracle and you're a putz. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that how that all sounds like my there. That sounds
1: like my morning mantra. I need to well, that's,
3: that's my house, yeah. So what
1: you say in the mirror while you're, while you're brushing your teeth. <laughs> <My> <laughs> you just, just need it need over and over. It over. Get Get prepped genius. for the yeah. day. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I used to say that mantra when I comb my hair and, and I I decided to just cut out the middle man. And,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, anyway, so yeah, we have been all over the place, and all of it was interesting except for the the York right. bit. Um. <laughs>
0: well, look, man, when brother you know, John, asks uh, you. our
1: our our YouTube live chat agrees with me, Scotty, that you made the right decision by uh, not doing that. So,
0: oh, okay, I'm glad the YouTube
1: live chat said so. Yeah, I mean, you know, John, aren't you in there? You're always in there.
0: Okay,
3: no, I, I'm actually not this time because it was messing my oh. uh, my digital feed, so I didn't want to screw up the recording. Huh. So you, so, I want to make sure I was digitized and perfectly clear and high def when I said, Kiss my ass.
2: <laughs> so,
0: let, let me just ask you all this. Since I've got a Scottish right guy and I've got a York right guy here, let me ask this question.
3: To be real fair, quick. some of us are
0: both. <laughs> all right. Okay. It's, but you know, yeah. you're picking up what I'm putting down. But go ahead. Which, which cool. appendant body? gets the coolest trying.
1: swords. Wait, what? Swords? Just so a chorus. sword. what sword? Yeah. I Us. is that is that symbolic or do you mean like like an actual like
0: No, I want to get a sword and I want an extraordinary meat saver you jack wagon. Well, I,
2: well Scott, I, I got some incredible news for you. You can buy the same swords they can buy.
0: Yeah I get it. You just have, have to
1: go good. onto the internet.
0: But see, I gotta have a reason. Shut
1: up, Bruce. <laughs> so I, I guess I would have to give that to John. Well,
2: that's the only reason he's joining. You don't want him anyway. While well,
1: well, <laughs> while those of us in the in the right right, um, like our sword play, uh, very few of us actually buy them because we just have a, a like a robing room where they're all stored, and you just yeah, use it when you need have it clearance to wear them. What robing
3: room? We all wear them in commandery.
1: I wore I wore a sword for a long time until I got into I know the consistory. It
3: makes spirited discussions. A lot more interesting if you're not careful.
1: It does. I've been there and seen that. Uh, and I I had a sword until I got into till I got into the consistory, and now I just wear a tuxedo and and because I guess I don't know, I'm not supposed to have a sword anymore, or because I poke too many people. Either way, our, our consistory officers don't wear them, so
0: Look, yeah. it's not it's not a, it's it's not the driving force behind which am I gonna do, Bruce.
2: It's
0: just an added benefit. You're, your going. answer is
3: Commander. The only person in Commander that doesn't wear a sword is the prelate. Is the what? The prelate. The the chaplain. Okay. Which is why I don't wear my sword anymore, which is probably good for everybody involved. they because okay. I'm the grand prelate for the state of Minnesota.
1: They let you be a,
3: they let you be a chaplain, for the state.
1: Okay, maybe I need to re-examine my thoughts. Do they know that? Yes. You know what, yeah. No, never mind.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no. Do they look into you at all, John?
1: Do they know about your uh, your Yoanite apostasy? Oh Yo, yeah. No, that's part of the reason why I am. <laughs> that sounds bizarre. Living where we live, that's. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a whole slew of
3: jokes there that I'm just as a Yankee, I'm just I'm gonna buckle down and not tell because.
1: Hmm. So you don't you don't open commandery meetings with dear sweet eight pound eleven ounce infant baby Jesus and <laughs> <laughs> um, there in your manger what? and your your
3: ghost you, manger. To be fair, in commandery, maybe our time books.
1: Well, I know you could, but I wasn't talking about the, the, the naming the deity thing. I was talking about that literal Talladega Knight's 8-pound, 11-ounce infant baby Jesus prayer. To be fair, and I'm also, one, not, I'm the grand I'm the grand prelate for the state of
3: Minnesota. I'm also the prelate for my constituent commandery. I opened up a uh, meeting with a prayer to uh, uh, Esclamon de Foix, who is a bishop of the Catholics, which If you're a, like, very middle-of-the-road or very adherent, like, Lutheran or Catholic or Baptist, that name should make your head explode.
1: So I feel like it should, and and I normally pride myself on being more well-versed in Christian theology than most of my Lodge brethren, but that one's drawing a blank for me.
3: So Esclamon de Foix was a uh, a Cathar prefect, or uh, uh, Parfait, sorry, French. Um, a bishop, um, female, obviously also managed to argue, uh, Bernard de Clairvaux to like a dead standstill to the point where he just got up and left and she did the exact same to, uh, St. Dominic. Interesting. However, To be fair, then later on the Dominicans came in as part of the, uh, Spanish Inquisition and killed all of them, but yeah, no, I mean, I've, I've, I've offered prayer to, uh, de Foix in opening a meeting and, you know, I use, I use, I use prayers that work, that, that come from the, uh, spirit of the AJC when I'm opening any sort of commander meeting, if I'm the, if I'm the chaplain or the prelate attending. So Apostolic Joanite Church. Okay,
0: just to make sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. When you said that, yeah,
1: we've had some other clergy on.
0: No, (laughs) I know that. I just didn't know the abbreviation. That's all.
1: Yeah, the uh, around around these parts, what John does.
0: Oh, I think we lost Harlan. We did a
1: little bit, but around
3: your parts, I'd be strung up and hung. Hmm. Or
1: yeah.
3: seated firmly on a rail and ran out of town.
0: I think he would be fine.
1: Oh, he'd be fine. He just wouldn't be the chaplain of anything.
0: You That's know. probably true. I you
1: mean they, they tolerate me, but like there there's limits. Like you're you're not gonna be in charge of praying for anything.
3: Yeah, well, well, you're the secretary, so they put the Jew in charge of the money in the books. Weird. So John, the that thing it is... The way, it shouldn't I, you know, I, I mean it's love, and we both know it's entirely... Yeah, I, I
1: get it, I just... When a stere- stereotypes smack you in the... I, okay, I walked right into that one. <laughs> hey, hey God, to be fair, kids, I, don't, I, on. I, I, I yeah, do handle got, the money. On,
3: and the two guys are in, are, are in competition for who's going to run the books. Are we going to pick the Jewish guy, or are we going to pick the drunken Irish Sot? On, well, of
1: on that depends on how much fun you want to have at your lodge
3: oh don't get me wrong i understand however <laughs> <so> <laughs> as a as guy who's also the chair of jurisprudence for my state for commandery
1: yeah.
3: here on the side of the cup. Well,
1: we spent the years uh the years dues budget on that one night of jameson supply but uh man it was worth the whole year
0: <laughs> so you guys See y'all
1: next time I'd, I'd say Jameson, but you bastards got me on bourbon,
3: and I've been a, a firm adherent ever since. Ever since, good, Scotty. I'm sorry.
0: No, no, you <laughs> okay. got, Y'all are good. The thing is, is that like at my lodge, if somebody is volunteering to do something to be chaplain or whatever, you let them do it. That is the yeah. motto at my lodge. So- we, we let
1: Josh be our chaplain. I just want to like some <laughs> lodges are out there.
0: Yeah, they're there, but
1: you never you never laughed so hard as seeing old guys come from the other end of the state to visit, and then your chaplain walks in with a neck tattoo and his shirt sleeves ripped off. It's a it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, buddy.
0: To his credit, he does have the tattoo sleeve going down though, so it kind of looks like a shirt. Yeah, if you got uh, the right vocals and you're looking through the wrong thing, it
1: might. Oh, happen. I love it. I I I miss having him as a chaplain just for the effect that it had on. Uh, when some of our guests like wait, what?
0: <laughs> Good times.
1: Don't judge a book by its ink. <clears throat> <clears throat> Except in his case, I guess you kind of can't.
3: No, I mean, I, I'm, I'm all for if somebody volunteers to do something, let them do it because that means they want to do it. I mean,
0: well, sometimes it backfires. I had Bob do a um, Grand or Bob actually do the senior warden part. On the first section of an EA degree, because he said he could do it, he couldn't do it.
1: You you know, mm, no. So uh, he volunteered. What, what about, though. what about the like? <laughs> what about the guy that tries to run out of the room come election night and has to run the gauntlet and never makes it to the door? Do you do you make him do the? Job,
3: oh, The person that you're trying to thrust the job on that they don't want? Uh, no, it's me. That, well, see, that's the thing. is The first sign of a good leader is they don't want to be the leader. So guess what, bucko? <laughs> Enjoy your desk.
0: You know what the best part is? is When the master's up there, you know when it's the uh, secretary's turn. When he's going, any he the nominations? Any the nominations? 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 All right. Do you want it? Yeah, you do. Okay. Get him up there.
1: Nobody ever asks me if I want it. Oh
3: well, wow. it's irrelevant.
1: Yeah, it's fine. It's assumed. It's my, it's my, it's my personal martyrdom that I I wear around on my as one of my lapel pins.
3: Yeah, to be to be the secretary or recorder in anybody's a lifetime appointment unless you totally screw something up. So that that's your way out, Harlan. You have but to absolutely totally no. crash the plane.
1: I've been totally screwing stuff up since the world ended in March, and I, I'm I'm still there. Mm. The problem is you're marginally competent. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I see what you're saying. I can't bring myself... Totally botch it. I I
0: can't.
3: It's not I apologize to all my brethren who are public employees as a
1: recovering public employee, but it's slightly
0: true. Are you guys going to put in your master for next year, too? Your current master for next year?
1: No, I tried that already. Uh, He hit me with a setting mall.
0: (laughs) Ours is like, yeah, man, because we only have um, our junior and senior wardens are past masters as is. We got um, two new guys in, you know, not past masters, in the Deacons chairs, and then my brother Matt's coming through. So well, I have a new junior warden. uh, But, yeah, so the two past masters, like, yeah, if he wants to do it again, he didn't get a year, let him do it. If he wants to do it, let him do it. And he's an older guy.
1: Yeah, our problem is that he he doesn't want to do it. So okay.
3: Well, it's you're not. Granted, being a master this year, you're still a master, but and you get you get your you get your credit for doing it. But it's hard to say that you did it. I mean, at least in like my commandery, yeah, our current commander we're still having virtual meetings. I mean, we're not meeting in person, but we're, we're still doing the work. I mean, with the exception of degree work, but it's kind of a rough year to say that you're a past master. I mean, you should get it on spec, but at the same time, you years. Admittedly, I feel bad for our grandmaster in Minnesota, Ethan. Um, I don't, feeling bad is a, a, a long way to put it, but, His predecessor passed away after uh, a week in office. Uh, Brother Steve died, and then he was the deputy grandmaster and was grandmaster de facto for the ensuing year and then got properly installed in March of this year,
1: April of this year, as grandmaster.
3: Uh, And
1: So he's got two years that are just completely wonky. I mean, Tony did that as master of our lodge. He spent his year as senior warden in the East mostly and then did it for real. I think that's how we broke him. You're saying he was normal before this? No. Okay.
3: <laughs> that, that's a pretty big break if you guys did that to him because you should put that on a plaque. Yeah. Damn.
1: Yeah, that was a. Those were rough times. We made Tony do it twice, and then we threw the guy that had been raised six months before in the west. And yeah, Whew.
3: that'll happen.
1: Yeah, but we're we're past it now, or, or, or so I thought. We're getting precariously close to being back in similar situations. Well, I guess Jeff Jeff doesn't count though. Jeff's been a Mason for a while. He just joined our lodge later. Like he. Yeah. Dual-membered, because uh, Jeff's our junior warden now for like the last three months of the year, and then he's yeah. going to the West.
3: Which somebody's got to guilt that fat bastard into showing up again. Because
1: you know, I tried Saturday. I I was. So you gonna, you gonna be on the show? Um, we've got uh, we've got our special guests from Amity coming up, and uh, I had to make sure that he was clear on the calendar for that night. Um,
3: I got to be gotta, part of that because this is all new to me. I, I gotta. I I'm gonna yeah. be.
1: So we're planning to have them here on the on the twenty third um, of September. In case this show is popping out in November, I don't want y'all missing Thanksgiving sitting up waiting on a After Lodge interview. Um,
3: but if that's the case, right before Christmas, you're getting a gift.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know on which day of Christmas it'll be, but yes. Um, the twelfth day. Yeah, give myself some buffer. Buffer. I like it.
3: Get you past the eight candles. You'll be fine.
1: Uh, I won't be a problem this year. We're not doing the whole uh, Christmas-Hanukkah overlap thing for... And whatever you do, don't ever invite Tony to shit again, because that's how this
3: thing kind of starts.
1: That's how all the bad things at my house start, yeah. I'm Um, wrong. Getting that now. Um, Snakes and
3: spiders and plagues, oh my.
1: Yeah, I mean the 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 COVID thing started about uh, really started here less than a week after my wife invited him over for Passover.
3: I uh, like your wife; she's a gem. But stop!
1: Yeah, no more Tony at at important occasions. I'd I like to think the big guy has a sense of humor and appreciates a little good-natured blasphemy, but maybe maybe Tony's just too much. <laughs> he can't be, because, like me, that's why I like Tony. We're equally irreverent at inappropriate times.
3: I say, yeah, I mean, between you, him, and me as a seminarian, I mean, you'd think something's going to be, yeah, no. But, there's that's that's why, a buffer room there.
1: That's why Tony never comes with us when, when you're in town, because otherwise, you know, there might be a plane that crashes into our car or something, just falls out of the sky. And...
3: Yeah, because middle, other than, like, hearing him, seeing the, how you guys do your third degree briefly, I, I uh, that was the only time I've ever, like, interacted live with Tony.
1: Yeah.
3: I've it with Marshall more than Tony.
1: I don't know why he he didn't go with us that night. Yeah. Um. Well, that's not really that
2: whole going to bars isn't really his thing. He'd rather just. That's true. Go home.
1: That's true. Yeah. If we sat around after lodge, he would have he would have been there. Um. Note to self: smuggle bottle of liquor into the
3: <laughs> lodge next yeah. time I'm down.
1: Yeah, you probably wouldn't be the first. Um. So, and I'll be I, outside from your jurisdiction, yeah. Well, it's about time to, to plan another rendezvous, but you know, it's going to start snowing up there next week, so I, I don't.
3: <laughs> it's been 50 here today, I'm surprised it's not snowing yet. <laughs> yeah, you got, you got 10 inches in Southwood, De- uh, uh, Deadwood, South Dakota yesterday, which yeah, I just is where who is. So right around the area where Sturgis occurred, like a month ago, oh, okay, got ten yeah. inches of snow yesterday. Well, it didn't um, work. me, but it happened last month to keep all the plague rats out and not spread things. Spoke so, as a uh, avid motorcyclist.
1: Yeah, I got. I got. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't. I don't know who's listening. We're gonna. <laughs> Step around that one. I uh, need Jesse Ventura showing up in my in my driveway with his God. dreadlocks. Bruce, that was the other thing we were going to
3: talk about. We we're going to talk about spiders and Jesse Ventura, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, uh,
2: yeah. Oh yeah, that was, was the. pre how Jesse Ventura is doing this incognito thing now.
1: Well, no, not now. He's he's Let's past hear. it now. This was like right after his term as governor ended. He spent a year riding around Minnesota on his motorcycle, wearing dreadlocks and a Johnny Depp beard, and no yeah, one knew no, who he was. He
3: looked like, for those that don't know, he looked like Captain Jack Sparrow, but yeah. like a disheveled with, version. With or Mongol a- colors on. Yeah, and he rode with Mongols, apparently, which, which admittedly, in Minnesota, weird flex. Didn't be the best idea.
1: He didn't just ride with them. He was, uh, He was the sergeant at arms. Which, Which is, I understand, Club Lingo made him, like, the number three guy, right? Well, maybe.
0: I So, And I, I know. If I remember I know, my Sons of Anarchy, yes, Harlan, yes. Oh,
3: I messed <laughs> laugh my camera twice. Yeah, no, I bet you, Sergeant Arms is the guy you don't want to really, I mean, you don't want to mess with any one percenter, but really definitely probably not the Sergeant Arms because not only do you see the guy that will fight you, he'll fight his own guys to keep him in order.
1: Yeah, that sounds like Ventura. But, I mean, if he's riding with the Mongols, to be fair,
3: Minnesota is kind of a, not even kind of, Minnesota is an angel state. I mean, we've got we've got a couple other larger biker gangs in the state, but still, it's an angel state. I don't know, it, maybe it's from his time out in uh, California that he's a Mongol, I don't know, but. Mm. So at least our governors are interesting up here.
1: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm learning that. Um, no, now he's in uh, he's in Mexico, as I understand, working on building yeah. a complete off grid solar setup for his cars and house and everything. And they can keep, keep. Oh, he didn't plan on coming back. That was was the crux of it. So uh, yeah, he's
3: popping up every once in a while saying he's going to run for president.
1: Yeah, he does that uh, every time, and I get a little cringy. He did run on the the Libertarian primary last time. Yeah, he tried. I don't remember how long he lasted. He He kind of bowed out earlier than the other 40 guys that were on the ticket. Oh, that was a mess.
3: I'm just glad the ticket this time around actually has two normal people running on it to astute individuals.
1: Well, well, yeah, astute's a better <laughs> word than normal. So like, we're going to put aside the whole <laughs> got bit by a bat thing. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah.
3: Okay,
1: yeah. Uh, for those of you who, who have actual lives and don't follow third party politics, uh, Joe Jorgensen had to cancel a campaign stop because she was getting medical treatment. Cause she got bit by a bat. um, <laughs> And, and you won't be hearing any of those I'm not a witch commercials from us. We'll own it. <laughs> we will own it. I've never it. heard about those. <laughs> oh. In fact, I still don't know that she didn't, like, bite the head off of it after it bit her all, like, uh, Aussie style right? And,
0: Man, uh, he, he's not doing too well. We should, we should, we should uh, keep him in our thoughts and prayers.
1: The fact that Ozzy's still alive yeah,
0: is a very good Do him not strip yourself. Well, look, man. He's got like Parkinson's
2: real bad. I he doesn't
1: even... like. Every day he's been breathing for the past twenty years has been. like he's been living on borrowed time, time, time as long as I've been. The only reason
3: world. Keith Richards doesn't show signs of Parkinson's is because he stays stoned.
0: Wow. as
3: soon as he sobers up, he's gonna fall right the hell apart.
0: Then he just have another kid with like a twenty year old girl.
3: It wouldn't surprise me, and you know, it's not my lifestyle. But for him, go get him. I mean, Ooh, those blue pills, man.
1: It would have been if it could have been, but it wasn't
3: our lifestyle. No, I'm I'm too much of a square. I couldn't even do that. I'm, I'm I you. Yeah, no, but yeah, Ozzy's had Parkinson's probably for a while. Cause he's well, he's had some sort of tremors for a while. Yeah. And he's lived a life of very interesting color.
0: Oh, sure. Well, his son has um, MS, doesn't he?
1: I know that, but... I don't know. Seems like that's the sort of thing that wouldn't be commonly known.
3: Well, I mean, and that's a hit and miss thing, because, like, half my family has it, and yeah, today, generally- none of us do, but...
0: Jack Osborne, he was doing like Muay Thai fighting and stuff, and then he came down with something. I, th- I want to say it's um, uh, MS. Well, that sucks. Yeah. That'll stop you.
1: So, y'all think Ozzy was a Mason?
3: No. <laughs> um, no. Uh, no. And funny story about the bat thing is he used to actually bite the head off
0: a live bat.
2: Mr. Crowley, if he were. Oh, God.
3: Let's not make, get me started on Mr. Crowley. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs>
0: I'll,
3: have a, I'll have an aneurysm right while I'm on YouTube and just drop Wait, that on my desk.
0: Wait, who's Mr. That- Crowley?
1: I just think that the, the the masonic image, like our our modern brand, could use a few more dots of counterculture. You know, you know, just like we had Ben Franklin back in the day. Like you need, yeah, you, you need, the, need some of that counterbalance.
0: We need to bring back the Hellfire Club. Is what we need. That's what we need.
1: And I can appreciate the counterculture.
3: So like, guys like Musk and guys that are astute. We don't need like. The situation or you know
1: beggars choosers John I'm, well
3: I'm just... I, okay to be fair yes
1: we have we have too many clean clean cut dudes trying to trying to make their you know America and apple pie and whatnot and we need we need that, but we need a little bit of seasoning you know what I'm saying we need like some sprinkles of of some Aussie types. Well,
3: I'll run for the next libertarian ticket, and we'll just get me drunk for, before every press conference.
2: Uh, I'll vote for you. Uh, That's one, Yahtzee. Yeah.
1: Despite yeah. what
2: Harlan says in public, he'll vote for you too.
3: That's good because I don't hey, think I, I, for my mom would. So I,
1: we're good. I'm an actual delegate, so my vote counts. So <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe I maybe I will, maybe I won't. Um
3: my theory it, is have a really good cabinet and then you can just do whatever
1: well yeah that's how it's supposed to supposed to work um not not sure that yeah i'm i'm we're not making the show any more political i
3: feel know like a good secretary of the interior no nope, stop vomiting in that trash can we have a press conference come on we got to get over here
1: it's fine we'll we'll have Stop shooting your rifle at the heads of
3: Mount Rushmore. We wait. Oh, wait,
1: that was oh, I thought you were talking about our former former vice president, but no, that wasn't Mount Rushmore. That was his friend's face. <laughs> uh, well, you know, it, oh, that doesn't somehow. That's the whole last night. Um, last night I was mowing the grass. Completely unrelated, but you made me think of it with a hunting incident. And, uh, I come back inside. Finally, you know, I've put everything away. Right. When I walk in, I get a text from my neighbor. Like, Hey man, you still outside? I need some help. And I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll be right out. I didn't, I didn't think it was going to take anything. He just wanted some advice. So I didn't even put shoes on. So I'm just walking out over to his house barefoot. Um, I get over there and he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm in this conundrum and, uh, Long story short, he had got his car stuck uh, on the other side. You know, I got that creek that runs by my house. Yeah, he thought he's been baiting the deer as if that's needed, and uh, yeah, you could hunt them with a
3: hammer off your back porch. Yeah, there. so
1: so he he <laughs> thought he'd be slick packing the corn he was laying out uh, and come back down the other side like. And, and, have all that stuff in his truck so he had to pack all his corn down the down the super steep hill we've got and then he got his truck pinned like real good in between these two trees we think we're going to have to cut the trees down to get them out but that's not <laughs> what he needed me for what he needed me for was because uh, there's a property developer that bought all that land back there, and they've started building, and apparently they've been having issues with uh, people stealing crap from the job sites, which I guess is common when you're. That's a common on thing housing.
3: on build sites, yeah. But
1: then he, he sees my neighbor, who he knows, like he knows who he is, and his car his car's stuck there, and uh, so the reason my neighbor wanted me to come over is because he's waiting on the cops to show up. And so I stand out there in his driveway with him and sure enough the local police show up and of course this cop's going down the train of you know, trying to like were you planning on doing some hunting back there? Is it really trying to get him to like fess up to hunting on Confess to something that he didn't do? Well no, I'm not gonna say he did or didn't, but hunting on on baited spots is
3: illegal and shall we say frowned upon. Um <laughs> Downright illegal up here. I might
1: say that our our game wardens will come at you, like, with great ferocity, and you will do more time in prison for the, something like that than you might for killing someone.
3: That was for up here.
1: Yeah, it's that our 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 game enforcement is uh, rather strict. So anyway, this cop's going on about like he's try ostensibly taking a police report about this trespassing complaint or whatever. But he saw the game cameras, and he saw the corn and the salt block. No hunting equipment or anything like that. But he keeps asking, and so I just, you know, I, I kept reminding him, like, no, you, there's, there's no hunting here. We don't, we don't hunt in our backyards. There's, that's not a thing. Um, and, and doing, doing this whole routine. Meanwhile, I'm. At this point, 45 minutes after my wife thought I had come inside, she's done angry and put the kids to bed and turned on Netflix or whatever. But all the other neighbors are lighting up that, uh, whatever that neighborhood app is that everyone uses. I don't know. I don't have it. Oh, on Ring? Yeah, because, you know, the cops are here and like I'm over at my neighbor's place. And so my wife's blowing up my phone. But of course, I'm not reaching in my pocket, especially not. current events and i I don't think this cop's happy that like i'm i'm there anyway because this didn't have anything to do with me (laughs) um so i finally when he when he goes and and everything's fine and then i i get the text from my wife like is everything okay come back like the whole neighborhood had done circulate who knows what kind of rumors are floating around about maybe my neighbor and I got in a fight or drug deals gone bad or whatever. The yeah. old ladies cook up around here. Um, but it's that spirit of no good deed goes unpunished. Um, every time somebody rolls by my house and looks, I feel like they're like trying to figure out what I'm about. <laughs> Cause you just, you don't see cops here that often. It's just, but
3: that's why if they drive by, you just look and you give them the, and, uh, yeah. And just see what happens.
1: I don't know. Um, I'm thinking about doing some hunting myself, though. Um, not on his side of the line, of course, because that would be uh, frowned upon. Um, I think we're both going to sit on my deck and sip some coffee early in the morning. And... If you start
3: blasting out there, you let me know. I'll drive down.
1: Oh, man.
3: Get yourself well, some pressure.
1: So I my... wasn't – well, no, I mean, we're not in the city. Like, we, you can hunt here. It's just the neighbors don't appreciate it if you're, you know, up next to their house.
3: You're outside yeah. the city limits?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now there's no city here. This is just open county.
3: Hot damn, boy. I'm coming down.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I... I
3: just added to my gun collection.
1: I wasn't planning Nothing. on doing any hunting again for a while till my boy got old enough, but the deer around here are so Dumb. out of control. There's just so many of them that um, he's not the only one. I've, I've been at it, and a few other neighbors are like, you know, we got to find a way None of us are comfortable hunting because it's you know it's kind of a neighborhood like it's spread out and there's a lot of woods but it's still neighborhoodish and it just seems weird to hunt here so it's uh, it's bow season and uh, maybe that's the right approach to take but we gotta we gotta do something or I noticed the deer look extra scrawny a lot of them.
3: Yeah, because that's um, like up here. They're starting to do uh, limitless deer hunting because we're starting to run into the population mass where you start getting chronic wasting disease up here, and it's you get zombie deer, like, and it's no good. And I'm not a hunter. I'm not a hunter, but I'm going to be taking it up pretty soon, probably. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, you got to. That's when you got to start dicing them down.
1: So I think uh, I think it won't just be the two of us. I think there's gonna be uh, several men in the neighborhood who are gonna be shooting Bambi in front of the children.
3: Like <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna come over, we're gonna set up like stationary monopod mods so we can just hard mount the guns out of the rail of the of the deck and just sit there in lawn chairs and be like, Yep, this is great. <laughs>
0: wow. It reminds me of an old stand-up where uh, where if you live in the city and you see a deer and you're like Oh, what a beautiful, glorious God's creature. But then when you're out in the country and you see a deer, it's like, get out of the road, you asshole!
1: Yeah. really <laughs> yeah, accurate. Or just, get off my porch around here.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, well, I was, like, I, I, I was, you know, I said, hunt him with a hammer, but when I came down to visit you guys in February or whatever, I literally could have thrown my wallet and like concussed one of them.
1: Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't have any fear of people. No, people I mean, feed them and stuff. So they, they're, they're just yeah. Seriously, you can hunt them with one of
3: those magnificent maple lacquered items that they make in the town right by you guys, and
1: just yeah, you know, oh, give,
3: yeah. give them the give, hit them with a you know the the Brooklyn adjuster. I had to what? think about that for a minute, there, John. But I what got what season yeah, does? What, I tend to do that. I trail together a lot of thoughts. I hope people.
1: anybody go. know when bludgeon season starts? Like, is that a <laughs> where does that fall? Uh, I'm wondering when
3: cudgel season for turkeys is because boy, that's a good sport. You just run up and hope they don't fly off and whack.
1: John, you you know turkeys can't fly, right? You you watch W.
3: I've seen that. That's my favorite episode. WKRP, wow. Sorry. Can fly uh, Because they've almost taken me off my bike. Got to
1: make a personal note to censor myself there. Uh, WKRP was the show. That other series of letters is uh, something as, else.
3: As God as my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. Holy <laughs> oh, oh, humanity. humanity. whack. Whack. For those that are like born... Just so you know,
1: that's something that Tony probably would have done had it not been on a TV show, so he knew not to. (laughs)
3: Like,
1: I'm going to get the after lodge town for Thanksgiving. We're going to rent a helicopter.
3: We're going to do a turkey
1: drop. No. (laughs) All the traumatized children.
3: Like a chicken lodge. No. (laughs) Oh,
1: Oh, it's fall time. We're about to start pumpkin chunking. You're too old that's, for that, Harlan. That's my... That's my. What do you mean? To, it's still happening! Although, I don't... Is it going to happen this year with the COVID?
3: One of these years, I'm going to build a proper trebuchet for uh, pumpkin chucking, and we're going to, like, try to see if I can ah. hit Minneapolis from my
1: house. I love it. I think you need some, like, propellants for that, maybe, unless you're going to counterweight your trebuchet with, like, your truck.
3: No, I mean... My family's Irish. I think we got some sort of gas powered something
1: or another
0: device covered. Just saying. Oh. We got a 24-hour firework show down there near the after Lodge Lodge. Just strap some ro- bottle rockets to it. Good to go. <laughs> well,
1: fellas, it's, um, it's long past long the recovery. hour of quitting labor. Yeah. yeah,
3: I'm. I'm literally getting text from the Monsignor of, of of my seminary to give him a call. So hopefully he's not listening live.
1: You apostate yeah. types always do your your clergy business this late in the evening.
3: Well, when, he, when
1: he's when you he's know, like, God can still see you at night, right?
3: Oh yeah, it gets better. Um wow. that's a
2: that's a the uh six p.m. show is way different. Hey,
1: whoa, m. whoa, show. whoa,
2: whoa, whoa! God has night vision. Nobody told me this.
1: <laughs> yes, Bruce. He knew what you were doing in there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm I gonna turn the lights off. It was fine. I thought only Satan could see that. Damn it! <laughs>
1: Both the Ecumenical Flames talk to
0: each floor other. Floor do they? <laughs> He's gonna go to hell.
1: Uh, so they they do in my book, but you, it depends oh, on which authority you ask. <laughs> um, in
3: your book, he was wound up a little tight. So I mean. <laughs> yeah. He busted up some heavy ordinance pretty early.
1: It was in his younger days. We—I'm you know. not saying he it was wrong. I'm just saying, you know, I calmed down when I had my kid. Kind of <laughs> the same thing
3: going on in that book. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, I'm not here to judge the plans of the celestial. However, I can completely empathize. You got to settle down when you have the boy.
1: Yeah, I thing. I don't wanna I don't wanna follow this line of blasphemy to its logical conclusion <laughs> on the open internet. So I'm going
2: to uh, <laughs> why not? It gets funnier every time we say something.
1: <laughs> so it does, but we're still broadcasting. <laughs> uh, let me at so least let real we on, at the boy we'll be YouTube stars in about five minutes. <laughs> let me let me just turn the YouTubes off. Uh, and then
2: ban from YouTube about five minutes after that.
1: So, so to our, uh, to our, Oh, we still got we still got a couple of listeners that have hung in the whole two hours. Thanks for sticking with us, Force guys. Sucks. That's uh, nice. That's rough because I don't know that I've stuck with us the whole two hours. So, um... right.
3: well, admittedly, one's <laughs> upstairs waiting with a ball bat to beat your ass. But I mean,
1: got... uh, no, I got the I got the 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 snoring Z's emoji. I think I'm that's yeah. uh oh. That was a different sort of memo. Does that does that start um, the clock
2: for you, Harlan?
1: No, that that is that it, is that like me...
2: your ten minute warning sign?
1: No, that's the sign that the clock has expired and it doesn't matter anymore. So
2: nah.
1: okay, uh, <laughs> <I'm>
3: gonna... <laughs> no longer <are> the.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, to episode <laughs> two hundred fifty three of the After Lodge Podcast. I write
3: that letter by hand.
1: <laughs> you can. Find the show notes for this or any previously published episode at www.afterlodge.com. Find us on Facebook or Twitter at After Lodge. Shoot us an email at afterlodge at gmail.com. Hang time. out with me on IRC at irc.snoonet.org, where I just learned that Brother Rusty is uh, engaged, apparently. Congratulations, brother. Um, I've done it twice play the, play the sad trombone song, but um, we're, we're happy for you. I'm going to have to... Hop on the IRC and get more details. <laughs> so uh yeah, until next week. Oh, let us know what uh especially you Australians, when you wake up and listen to this. Uh, I kinda kinda wanna know what what it is about the afterlodge flavor that uh,
2: oh, laugh at the size of our spiders.
1: Yeah. And to and to use the
3: Australian parlance, let us know what we're doing right, because we want to be the Pope's nuts, mate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, good night, y'all. Later.
3: Take care.